Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from LCP Delta, the new energy experts. In the podcast, we'll be exploring how the energy transition is unfolding across Europe through conversations with guests from the leading edge of the transition. Hello, and welcome to the episode. Loyal listeners to this podcast will know that I'm quite passionate about how customers are involved in the energy transition. For a successful transition, there'll need to be big changes and investments in how energy is used, stored, and generated, even in homes and buildings. And that's all going to need really high levels of customer engagement in energy. Now, today I'm talking with an organization that's trying to drive this kind of engagement, but from outside of the traditional energy sector. Indeed, they're from the financial sector. Joining me today is Petra Oysen from Rabobank in the Netherlands, together with Berend Oldet-Rikert from Energy Insights Provider, NetoGrid, and David Trevethick, our resident expert here at LCP Delta. Let's say hello to our guests. So, first of all, Petra. Hello, Petra. Hi, John. Hi. Um, Petra, you're joining us from uh, the Netherlands today. Um, I'm sitting here in uh, our Edinburgh office. It's minus six outside. How how cold is it with you at the moment? Oh, minus six. That's a lot colder than here. It's uh, freezing here as well, but I think it's minus one or so. Minus one. Okay. So heating system's still working quite hard. Um, yeah. We're, we're talking about working with customers on their energy consumption. I don't really want to know what my energy consumption is today at home because it's going to be quite high. Uh, but can you tell us a bit about why Rabobank, uh, a bank, is starting to work with uh, with your customers around energy? Uh, yeah, Rabobank is in in the Netherlands. We are uh, the one, the number one uh, mortgage bank. Uh, I don't know, maybe the listeners know this, but uh, we have uh, about one million million one million uh, mortgage customers. Um, and um, yeah, we we find it very important that our households. Um, uh, start living more sustainably. So we want to help them and engage them to uh, make their home more sustainable. So that's why we're trying to develop products in this uh, energy area. How much of that, Petra, would you say is push from Rabobank in terms of Rabobank's motivations around sustainability? And how much is pull from your customers about you hearing your customers are really interested and want these types of insights and services? Yeah, actually, that's that's becoming more and more um, from a financially uh, healthy living perspective. Uh, we hear that uh, lots of customers um, have difficulties uh, paying their energy bills at the moment. So from that perspective, uh, our customers are very interested in lowering their bills and ways to um, uh, to improve their energy usage in their homes. So from that perspective, we get more questions about it. But I think... Traditionally, it's not really a bank kind mm. of um, area. So it's more push, I guess, than a pull from customers. And we'll go into the detail a bit later in the podcast, but can you give our listeners a feel for how you're working with customers on their energy consumption, uh, what sort of things you're doing or how you're helping them? Uh, so we're uh, doing a few things. We're um, uh, in our advisory channels, of course, we try to help them when uh, thinking about uh, making their home more sustainable. So we try to help them um, thinking along on how to plan uh, 
home improvements in uh, isolation or in uh, um, uh, solar panel installments. Um, so that's in our advisory channel when uh, people come for their mortgage. Um, also in, in the online field, we do it with, uh, with the home scan. So we have a product where uh, consumers can have a 3D a scan of their home and there mm. they can see what kind of uh, home improvements would fit their homes uh, and what energy label improvement they could make. And third, and that's I think what we're going to talk about today, is our new product, which is around energy uh, consumption. So we want to help them uh, lower their consumption and uh, see how they can um, yeah, get this done by changing their behavior and also doing changes to their home. So uh, that's giving them insight in their um, in their consumption. Okay, and I guess the three of those are all linking together exactly. in a really nice yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you mentioned Energy Insights. Let's say hello to Berend now from Energy Insights provider Netogrid. Hello, Berend. Hello, John. Uh, good to be here. Thanks for joining. Um, now, you're not providing Energy Insights directly yourself, if I understand right. You're typically providing them through partners or enabling others to, to provide Energy Insights. Can you give us a feel for who your typical partners are? So what are your typical channels or, or partners um, to reach customers? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question. Uh, I think from an historical perspective, uh, uh, these are mainly energy uh, suppliers. Uh, so the main base of our customers uh, are energy suppliers uh, in Europe, uh, in Australia, and in the US. Um, and they provide uh, energy insights through an app, usually. Uh, but they also use that same type of data uh, to give the information to their call center agents and help customers when they have any inquiries about their bill, mm -hmm. um, or use it uh, to um, to provide and offer personalized uh, services, uh, personalized offers to these customers. Then so, you can think of solar panels or mm -hmm. uh, a heat pump service or these kind of things. And you mentioned that's historically they've been your main customers your main channels to to market i guess by using the word historically you're seeing that change a bit yeah yeah um, uh, and that's a, uh, an interesting development i think for uh, it's over a year now that uh, we get more and more questions uh from other sectors uh um, and uh banking is definitely one and I think uh, the case for a mortgage bank like uh, Petra already showed is, is quite logical uh, since uh, making your home uh, more energy efficient is one of the biggest challenges that we are facing in, in battling uh, mm. um, climate change. Um, and I think uh, banks can really play a very beneficial role in there by providing uh, financial products, uh, green loans to, uh, yeah, to make your home more sustainable, mm. make it part of uh, of a mortgage. Um, so from that point of view, I think it's 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 quite logical. Um, and but I must say uh, there is interest, but I but I also do think that that Rabo is is a front runner in uh, in this respect in terms of. 
where they are with uh, with this service at the moment. Sure, sure. Okay, David, what what do you think about this? Just listening to uh, Beren talk there, energy retailers are a natural partner for engaging customers because that's who you buy your energy from. But making your home more efficient is not really an energy thing. It's a home, a building thing. And if you're bringing finance into that as well, again, that's not typically an energy thing. That's a, a bank thing, a mortgage provider thing. So what are, you, what are you seeing, David, and what's your thoughts on who are the natural partners to work with customers on reducing their consumption, making their buildings more efficient? No, it's an interesting question. I think um, no one's got a, a pure and free sort of license to uh, to offer that role. But I think there's different types of uh, organisations that can all play a part in terms of, you know, energy reduction. For instance, you can look at sort of governments and non-profits, you know, playing playing a role there. And obviously, you've got people with a, a commercial angle. Um, I think you're right that energy retailers have historically had that role. It's the, perhaps the natural go-to place for energy advice uh, and for sort of home renovation, uh, perhaps. Um, but as I say, they don't have necessarily the, uh, the, the full sort of license, you know, free license to do that. And it's generally acknowledged from, uh, from many customers that energy retailers often make money from energy consumption. So therefore, sometimes mm. when energy retailers are trying to offer energy saving advice and tools, that can be a mental block for some customers. So you could argue that banks and financial institutions can perhaps be seen as more neutral um, in, this, in this space. And of course, you know, they've got long-standing relationships with customers built up over many years, and that's something they can leverage, as you know, as Baron was saying, with the loans and tied into mortgages, for instance. That it's simply a service that energy retailers can't offer. Well, Petra, let's come back to you because we're, I think, <laughs> convincing ourselves that banks are actually in quite an interesting position here. Um, what have what have you you've described the three different ways in which you're working with customers um if i understand right two you've been doing for a while one is newer um what have you learned about working with customers on energy so far have are you at the beginning of your journey have you sort of got some really good insights some experiences some things that have surprised you over the last while that you've been doing this yeah what we what we've been seeing uh, in the last few years is that uh, awareness is rising. Uh, I think uh, that is uh, the case not only in the Netherlands, but I think uh, in all all of Europe. Uh, so um, especially when uh, customers, when consumers are moving or when they're changing homes, uh, that is often a very natural moment for households to think about um, sustainability or to making a home more sustainable. So that has already been for a longer time like that. So. Uh, reaching out to customers that are moving and that are requesting a new mortgage that was already there, although we see that it's rising a lot now, um, the question of um, can we finance green improvements mm -hmm. uh, in our home, That's uh, especially now with the rising tariffs in the energy market, it has been uh, a large rise on, uh, on this request. But um, for the non-movers, the people that are not aware or not always um, yeah, where where energy was just always there, where it was more of a commodity and where the energy tariffs weren't so high, mm. it wasn't really a problem. 
Uh, we've seen now in the last year um, that it's yeah, really becoming more important. So um, many more households are uh, facing trouble now to finance their uh, bill in the end of the month. Um, tariffs have become variable in, in the Netherlands uh, for many people, which means that your energy bill end of year can turn out a lot higher than mm. it was uh, in the last few years. So we see a lot more uh, requests for yeah, installing uh, solar panels. Uh, the, the market of insulation is uh, completely uh, full. Uh, we see a lot of a lot more installments. Uh, and when that is full, then people start saving because mm. if you cannot uh, improve your home, you need to do it by saving energy. Yeah. So let's move on to energy insights. One question first, just before that. You talked about your advisory work, your home scan work. If a customer identifies an opportunity through that to improve their insulation or put on solar panels, will you finance that as Rabobank? And will you work with customers to do that? Will you contract with customers? Or do you not get further involved at that point? Yes, we will. We will. It's, not, it's not our main goal of all these products. Our goal is really to make our mortgage portfolio more sustainable. So really to help customers make their home sustainable. Uh, when necessary, we can also provide financing. It's not always the best interest to do it through the mortgage. Sometimes using your savings is a lot more interesting for a customer and then yep. we will advise that. Yep. Um, but... Um, uh, yeah, so for financing, of course, that's our main... Uh, uh, Your main activity, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, reason for being there yep. as a bank. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, uh, let's say, saving energy um, in, in that area, for us, it's very important that customers have a payable lifestyle, that they have a financial, a healthy uh, way of living, and mm. uh, that involves, um, yeah, Knowing what you um, what you spend also in energy, and so, knowing what you spend is, is is normal. Yeah. So how does it actually work then? Because you're not billing customers for energy clearly, uh, and Beren, jump in here as and when. Uh, so how do your customers at Rabobank get insight into their energy consumption? Uh, given you're not sending them a bill, do you develop an app? Do you build it into your app? How do you communicate this? to them how do the customers interact and get this insight yeah we have it built in in our uh, banking environment so that's in the banking app as well as in our um, online banking platform so if you log into your banking account you can see the energy insight um, and to get it available you need to be onboarded in our service so you have to explicitly give us consent for us to um, to get your data and uh, this data we fetch uh, with the help of NetoGrid. So we, uh, NetoGrid provides a data pipeline for us to the smart meters that are in the homes of the users, of, of the, con the customers in the Netherlands. And um, this is how we uh, retrieve the data and present it to the customer in the Rabo app. Uh, but not only yes. do we present an insight, the cool thing, and that's I think where Berend uh, can come in, is that we show it in a disaggregated way so we can also show them what it was spent on. Okay. And that is really cool. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, so what we've shown in, in the app also is that uh, this is 
kind of new for customers uh, and also new for banking customers. So if I compare reactions of customers uh, with the Rabo service with uh, energy customers, then uh, it is an, uh, definitely a very much added value uh, in the banking app, also because it's perceived as something new, I think. Uh, uh, whereas with uh, an energy provider, uh, it's more like, hey, you expect your energy provider to give you some insights in terms of, of your uh, consumption. Just tell, that good? tell us a bit yeah. more about that added value. So in what way do you see the banking customers perceiving it as added value is it how often they're engaging with it or are you seeing that from other other metrics yeah so uh, uh, people are really returning uh, to the app uh, so uh, they're using the app multiple times uh, per week hmm. uh, and also what we see is uh, the the qualitative uh, reactions uh, to it uh, so people really say hey uh, this gives me a very good uh, view on where I spend uh, my energy. Uh, so it, it's also from a content perspective, it is, it is very much appreciated. I think what is, uh, what is good to note here also is that uh, it, it becomes possible because uh, we can have access uh, to the data through a central data hub. Uh, in the yep. Netherlands, uh, where you can actually obtain that data as long as you can provide uh, a customer consent. Uh, sure. And there is a growing number of cust- uh, of countries where uh, where that is the case, and, yeah, and that it makes it up. possible for yeah. It opens, it opens up, up a lot more innovation, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. And I think in the Netherlands, distribution of smart meters is really high, so. Many of our homes have these smart meters for Electra and for uh, gas, and um, they provide uh, data every day or even um, multiple times a day yeah. so that we can interpret this data really accurate and really uh, daily um, into terms of um, was it cooking, was it showering, was it um, uh, heating? And users really get an insight not only on the totals of what they use the day, but also what they used it on. So they are really valuing this as a, uh, yeah, like, oh, a cooker in my kitchen. Is it really so much energy using? Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's not just like you use so much energy today, but it's really, it was the cooker that was on, or it was the second refrigerator which was on. And so that's valued a lot. How long have you been providing energy insights, Petra? Is this very new or for a while or in pilot phase yeah. or? I think we are uh, doing it for a year now. Uh, okay. First half year was with um, with friends and family pilots, as how we how we call it. So it was with yeah. colleagues uh, yeah. to really get this data right and to get uh, yeah to get it working right. And we've been in in a pilot with customers now for a quarter, uh, three months, mm-hmm. where we are trying to get it uh, right in all kinds of households. Like uh, yeah, and and if if a consumer moves, we have to do something. So yeah. we are trying to look out into all the edge cases. Um, so, so sort of for a year now, we're, um, we're doing it with live production data. And what have you, how have you, your expectations around the level of engagement? So how often people are looking at this? Uh, did you have expectations at the beginning or 
did you learn from Barend or has, has it been more than you thought or less than you thought or tell us a bit about that. Yeah, it's, um, uh, we have already experience with, uh, with an insight uh, uh, that we provide on um, the household spendings. So we know a bit on how that is used in, in our banking app. Uh, but I must say that this uh, insight now on energy um, is higher uh, used than that. Huh. And that is, I think, also because it's, I think, the pilot group, which is very yeah, interested. Yeah, they're engaged. We yeah. have to see how, how much engaged uh, next users will be. Yeah. Uh, and also helped by the economy, the tariffs are rising so hard. So, uh, but I think, um, yeah, what we see is is um, that a quarter of the users visits at least once a week. So that's uh, that's a lot. All, almost all visits once a month uh, come back, so we have a lot of um, a lot of usage that we see in the in the group. Hmm. Where we did have in the beginning, of course, also um, troubles. You know, it was a pilot, so yeah. it was uh, almost amazing sometimes how often people came back. Uh, yeah, well, that's... providing us with help also on improving. So it was it's really nice. That's what pilots yeah. are for, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you, you notice in also in the customer feedback that it's so very spot on now in timing wise that because yeah. of the market changes and the energy uh, problems, it's absolutely spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to build on that a little bit, I think uh, uh, what what's really good is that customers really find it a. A logical service also to be provided mm. by Rabobank, right? There's, there's no questions there that you say, hmm, uh, if I want energy insights, I go to my energy provider. Uh, that's definitely not the case. Yeah. Um, and and uh, yeah, the, it, it's a service that's been sought out. So sought after. So uh, yeah, I think that in in the current uh, time that we're in, uh, it it really as a service with with potential i think david i'm interested in your thoughts on engagement with apps i mean you look at this very closely the across many tens of european energy retailers and who has an app what's in their app what level of energy insights they're providing it's one thing to have an app with these insights it's another thing to have the engagement with the app and what are your thoughts hearing Petra and Beren talk about the level of engagement that they're getting in, uh, admittedly with a pilot at the moment, but those high levels of engagement? How does that compare to what you're seeing with energy retailers? Yeah, well, we're seeing sort of a huge um, increase in engagement, you know, across the board in, in Europe this year uh, with the energy crisis sort of driving that. There's just huge demand really for to understand your energy, to monitor it uh, and manage that. Uh, so we, we're seeing, you know, that's replicated in terms of um, the frequency of use of, of apps and, uh, and web portals that sort of host this information and the sort of depth and breadth of of content or functionality uh, that's being used for. So, you know, th this is uh, sort of no surprise uh, to me to, to hear this. You know, we are, we are hearing this time and again in our conversations. It's been a real pivotal year in that sense. Obviously, it's a pilot. Yeah, there are going to be some, some sort of early adopters in that mix. Um, and sometimes as the initial interest sort of wanes, you know, there'll be a sort of natural plateau, perhaps slightly lower than the initial uh, interest value. But, you know, I see no reason why that couldn't sort of continue um, 
you know, developing over, over time. Um, I mean, once you've got those customer consents, you've got that, that first stage done, um, that's obviously a critical moment, I think, in a, in a customer journey. Uh, once you've got that, it's a question of then, um, you know, creating the, the drivers to attain that, um, uh, that engagement. And a lot of things to do to sort of move consumers along their own personal energy transitions. Um, and obviously, that's where mm. the greater knowledge you get uh, and the sort of virtuous circle of uh, better insights, better actions on the back of that uh, can, can kick in. Petra, what's your, I'm looking forward now. Um, I imagine you'll work through the pilot phase and then roll it out to your customer base. Um, are there particular challenges that you see ahead apart from the practicalities involved in all of that? Uh, is there anything? keeping you awake at night regarding this or is anything particularly exciting you about what you want to do in the next year yeah keeping me awake uh i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> no but uh yeah yeah the, the energy market is a complex new market for for a bank so mm. um it is uh it is innovative and uh, that is also innovative for a bank uh, to to start in such a new domain so um yeah, that's that's really exciting. Actually, it's exciting. Also, it has been exciting to to make such an innovative feature in a banking app in our in our core, you'd say. Mm. So, um, and I think uh, um, um, make launching it to to a broader customer base that also brings uh, new exciting um, yeah responsibilities for this feature. Right, it has to comply to everything that we have to comply to as a bank. Yeah, uh, and that is new for such a feature in the energy domain. So I think that's um, that's going to be an interesting uh, new journey uh, this year. Um, and also, I think this engagement, uh, like David already says, it's so important to keep them engaged. Uh, mm. So we need to find features where we can keep them on board, and where the government is now talking about a ceiling for um, uh, ceiling for gas and and electricity usage, where within the ceiling. You don't pay the higher tariff. Uh, we'll provide users with a ceiling uh, viewer, so that yeah. you can see: Am I on my ceiling or, or not? Uh, when uh, this kind of rules change, we have to come up with new features so that we can keep users engaged and help them uh, through this um, through this uh, energy, uh, yeah, consumption uh, uh, the coming year. Do, do you so, charge? Yeah. Do you charge for the service, or is this just part of? what you provide all your customers or yeah, do you have any plans on that? Charge. Yeah, Good. it's free of charge for all customers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I can see from a bank's perspective, your, your attitude to risk, I guess, you know, banks and risk don't go together or at least they shouldn't. Uh, think back to the last financial crisis. Um, does that, that must make you quite careful in how you're doing this but does it slow you down or do you think you can be quite entrepreneurial and innovative and quick yeah i think we can use our um uh, our knowledge about this about about uh, how to handle risk like mm. um as a bank we know so well that you cannot uh, present something to a customer when it's not completely right so we will only show data which is right so yeah. the this trust part of the data and the distrust part of a service is something that we that customers are used of us. Uh, so I think that can work in our advantage. 
Yeah, okay, uh, I can see that's part of your to handle it like that. Yeah, part of your brand. You have the trust. Um, yeah, but on the other hand, we have to always comply. So yeah. we have to always be very uh, thoughtful of how we handle data, how we handle pipelines, how we deal with secu- security, how we deal with all this kind of um, things, and that's yeah, interesting. But I think we are, as a bank, you're used to working like that. So yeah, yeah. And you personally, Petra, do you have an energy background or a financial background out of interest? Physics, actually. Physics, <laughs> yeah. So a yeah. bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, getting to that time of the podcast where we bring out the Talking New Energy crystal ball. And for, for the three of you, I'd like to turn the dial to 2030 this week with the same broad question, but I'm going to tailor that slightly for each of you. So... Petra, I'd like you to describe in 2030 how Rubber Bank will be working with your customers on energy um, and how widespread that will be across your customer base. Uh, Brent, I'd like to ask you what proportion of your your customers, so your uh, channel partners that you're providing energy insights to, what proportion of those will be traditional energy sector companies? And what proportion will be from outside of the energy sector? And David, a similar question to you from a broader energy insights perspective. What proportion from traditional energy sector and what proportion from out with? So um, looking at 2030, let's start with you, Petra, and then Brenda and David. Yeah, what I, I think that will happen is that the energy market will become much more distributed. Like uh, in the Netherlands, you see already that consumers become producers and um, roles change uh, in there. And I think that uh, consumers will be more aware on their role and also on their role in this energy trend, uh, exchange uh, system. Um, and I think as a bank, we can play a role in this because they will need a tool that will manage their energy account and their balance, their energy balance. And their, um, yeah, that, that needs to be a tool that ensures trust and security mm. and risk and independence also, actually. So I think um, in 2030, I think Rabank will be there, <clears throat> will play a role in there. So it's a bit like a financial product in a way. It's another financial product. You could think yeah, of it that I, way. I think it could be, yeah. Yeah. But a lot is in, unsure on this market. Yeah. But this is my prediction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks very much. Um, Berend, who will your who will your partners be? Where will your channels be in 2030? Yeah, I, I think uh, that that also for part is uh, depending uh, on uh, how uh, energy suppliers will will manage that change uh, themselves mm. as well. Uh, so uh, it, it means, I think, that uh, energy companies will need to move uh, much more to energy services and play a role in helping customers to reduce their energy consumption uh, and, and provide services that help them do that, but also uh, um, help them to sell renewables and stuff like that. Um, and for that, I think uh, data is really uh, very necessary. Uh, so I, I do think that we uh, we have an important role as NetoGrid to play in that, in that market. Uh, that being said, uh, I think you already see uh, the tables are shifting. So uh, 
there is a, a, a great role to play for banks, as we have discussed already. Uh, but we see also interest from, from other sectors. So electronics uh, retailers that say, hey, but if we provide the appliance, why don't we uh, provide also the energy? Um, yeah. And we can help them to choose the most energy efficient appliances. So I think that's a, a, a very valid use case. We see also uh, manufacturers of heat pumps or boilers uh, uh, that are really looking into self-consumption type of use cases and and using excess solar power to run auxiliary processes or uh, do some uh, load shifting uh, yeah. with their uh, appliance. Um, so it will be, I think it will be much more diverse uh, and uh, we will have um, a, a bigger uh, proportion of our customers will will really be uh, outside of the energy sector, I would say. Okay, so becoming more fragmented, more diverse, hard to say exactly who's going to do the best job over this, but certainly it will be diverse. Um, David, how about you? Um, honestly, fairly similar actually to, to Brenda, so I'm thinking here. I mean, we focus on this conversation on banks, but you know, that's not the only opportunity. Mm. You can use personalized smart meter data in lots of other sectors, you know, insurance and social care are two others, for instance. Um, but that said, I, I still see energy companies remaining, you know, the biggest slice of the pie here um, because, you know, the, the future largely depends on, on them being able to, um, you know, shift from perhaps a commodity uh, sell through to energy services. So, you know, in 2030, you know, I'd say still they would be, you know, the bulk of the, uh, the client base, but increasingly they'll have a, a smaller share of that pie, I think. Uh, and I think, you know, banks and finance sector could take up a, a bigger proportion, um, particularly actually perhaps even from 2030, sort of green finance is, a, you know, obviously a key enabler to net zero targets. So we'll see that continuing, I think, beyond 2030 as well. Yeah, that's a good point, David. I think the the link between the amount of opportunity to invest in heat pumps or solar panels or batteries or vehicle to grid chargers in the future, some customers, as you said earlier, Petra, will have the money for that from their savings, mm-hmm. but many customers won't and will need finance. So um, there's lots of different angles around who can support customers in the best way and lots of different ways in which customers need support so only time will tell um, yeah and i think also all, all parties in this area need to help in this transition it's yeah. not just one party it's a huge a huge uh, effort that we have to take so. yeah that's why petra i think it's so exciting to see what you're doing at, at rabobank and the ways in which you're working uh, in those three different with the three different services that you described. So um, I think the market is still discovering how to best work with customers, who can do that best, um, and we'll need everything we can get. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, uh, Petra, thanks so much for sharing your time and good luck with rolling out the pilot to your customer base. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Brent, uh, thanks also for your time and uh, good luck in your work with Rabobank and all the other partners that you're working with to help them engage customers. 
Thank you, John. It was a pleasure. And David, thanks as always for your expert opinion and uh, contribution to the discussion. Thank you. And last but not least, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope you found that interesting. I certainly learned a lot today and um, it's added to my passion for engaging customers and supporting customers through the energy transition. Um, Look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode next week. Thanks and goodbye. If you enjoy the podcast, then please rate it and share it with your friends and colleagues. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then you can keep in touch with us and look at our research insights, podcast transcripts, and download reports, all at www.lcpdelta.com. Thank you.